0: Hello and welcome to Future Filipina. My name is Christine. And I'm Catherine. And we're two sisters here to share our experiences as Canadian-born Filipinas. We often have real, authentic conversations about life and what we go through with each other. So we decided to bring our conversations to this podcast in hopes of making a difference with others in the same shoes. We'll be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in most of life's topics like family, career, and well-being, but we don't just stop there. We think this could make a difference for anyone who is trying to make their mark in this world. So wherever you're listening from, be with us for the next hour and get ready to laugh, reflect, cry, and be inspired to discover your best self. On this episode, we talk about our current circumstances living in this ongoing pandemic and sharing about our own loss of our dear Lola, who died of COVID in April 2020. Today, we are going to be diving into our Lola, Lola Alice, and this episode is in honor of Lola. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's so funny because I'm literally like not saying anything. (laughs) It's only you, and I'm like, eh... It's like it's taken us a bit to kind of get here, right? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know you were trying to, um, you wanted to pull up the photos um, that she, that we took of her when she died. Uh, And even that, I can't imagine seeing it again, to be honest. Yeah, I have that here, but I didn't really want to put that up now because I kind of wanted to start from the beginning, you know? Talk about our time with her. And uh, oh my God, I was, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm Aww. already going to cry. This is really like hard. um I think, and but this episode is super important because I feel like people don't realize. And I think I've just had that experience with Morgan's co workers where it's like they don't even know anyone who's had COVID. And I mean, this is the beginning of the pandemic. I feel like everyone's had COVID by now. I've Or know someone who had. Or, yeah, or know someone who had. But um, it was at a point where they didn't even know anyone who had COVID. And when he said that we lost Lola to COVID, they were, like, really shocked. And I think, in a way, they should be grateful that they didn't, you know, they didn't go through this. Especially Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Like, this was the beginning. This was, like, a month a month or two after like locking down and everything you know we weren't in like you know a year after covid happening and we kind of knew the protocol of how to do this and where to go to the hospital and not going in and stuff you know what i'm saying like yeah i just remember (coughs) being frantic Well, I just remember, I mean, and I didn't even realize this early in the episode, we were going to go straight into the details, but, um, it seems like this is where we're headed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think what happened was from my recollection, I remember being, um, at home and getting a text from mom and mom had said they rushed Lola to the hospital. Do you remember that? I just remember her calling or, like, dad calling saying, like, Lola got COVID. And I remember being so mad. Just, like, being so fuck. Like, sorry my language, but I was like, damn it. (laughs) Like, oh my god. Like, it was the worst news ever. Because we knew that just with how old she was, like, this may not go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Like... (sighs) When I got the text that she uh, from mom and literally those words, they still stand out to me today. Mm. Lola has COVID. She's positive for COVID. I like my heart sank like it was like I couldn't believe it. I was in Mm. shock. You know, it was just like, oh, my God, because we adjust. It was one month into the pandemic or maybe a few months and it was, we had heard that this was happening, you know, in China and around the world. And I think there may have been a few cases in Toronto or in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it just was so unknown and foreign and scary. Yeah. So when I heard that she had it, there was just like this sinking feeling like, okay, this is, it was really, really heavy. I actually remember crying mm-hmm. when she told me. Oh, totally. I did too, for sure. Yeah. Like it was just Oh, my God, I I couldn't believe it. And and then I think that's when our parents started to think about at that moment, like, how did she get it? Like what Mm -hmm. we were trying to trace back the steps of how did this happen? Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't go out. You know, Mm -hmm. she never she didn't go outside. um, So how could she have contracted it? And I remember I just remember dad distinctly saying, like, because he speaks to her he would speak to her often right and there was a point where he was saying like i remember speaking to her and she didn't sound well and mm. she sounded like sick like she sounded like tired and and she's not eating you know and she's not eating and that's why they took her to the hospital and that's when it started and she was like sleeping a lot and sleeping a lot yeah Yeah. and then that really scared me right because it was like oh god this is not just like a regular cold or a flu this is like what's going on yeah yeah and i think it's like it's so crazy too because i think I've, oh my god <laughs> it's like every time like I'm just like choking crying because it's like fuck this is a lot um, it's like you know like we're both trying to move forward and I think I've just been in this new normal that it's like when you said that dad would talk to her every day it's like it just brought up that memory again that he used to talk to her every day and it's like those memories they really hurt because it's like It's not the new normal anymore. And I think that's what it is with COVID and losing someone to COVID and being still in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, this is a different chapter of the pandemic. This is a different phase or whatever it is. But I don't know what it's going to be like in a year or two. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's like the grief is like tenfold than how Mm. it would be. Mm -hmm. not like how it would be normal but in this case I feel like just things come up I really feel like I've just been really um, not even facing it because this just talking about memories and talking about that kind of thing it really like wow it broke my heart it really breaks my heart (sighs) you know yeah that's really true because um, I think and I feel like you know everyone in our family who experienced this um just like us on a day to day hour by hour minute by minute like the experience of going through it itself was traumatic and it was very fast even though it wasn't fast i think from the moment that she got diagnosed to the moment that she passed away there it was weeks there mm. was you know it was weeks right wasn't it just like 2 weeks Not even, like... Mm, I think it was longer than that. Was it that? Really? It felt really fast. It felt fast, but it actually wasn't. Because when I think about... I don't remember when we found out that she had COVID or when she went to the hospital, but I think it was more than 10, maybe it was 10 days or just about two weeks, but she Mm. already had had COVID. So the thing is she Mm. had COVID and they didn't know that it was COVID Mm. because it was our aunt and uncle who she lived with. Our uncle, he worked at a factory and he contracted it. And unfortunately he brought it home, was sick. And then even though at the time they were taking every precaution to keep her safe in the room, um, as we all know how contagious covid is um, unfortunately she, she contracted it and I think that but they didn't know that she had contracted it right mm-hmm. like it was still I believe from what I know weeks that she was you know she was sick and she had whatever symptoms they, that, that there were and then but then it was the thing that was different was she wasn't eating yeah, and she was Just, tired like a lot right? she yeah. was sleeping a lot and then that's what panicked Nita right and mm-hmm. then had her uh, like get to the point of calling the ambulance mm-hmm. and yeah. I think just knowing that that's the last thing like I think people also don't understand if you didn't have someone close to you who contracted COVID or died from COVID in the beginning you were not allowed to see your loved one Yeah. And they were by themselves in the hospital. So the moment they brought her to the ambulance and the ambulance took her away was the last time that they saw her. And it was the last, like, we hadn't seen her Mm -hmm. except for video. Like, the last time we saw her was her birthday in January. Months of, yeah, months before. Yeah. And she was like so healthy and happy. And we were all together and you know, singing happy birthday. She was saying like this beautiful speech of thanking Mm -hmm. us for being there as she always does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was literally months before. And I think that's the thing about, you know, like it, it as well, you know, like it's the fact that she was healthy and then she contracted COVID. And it's like, I think in some ways it's true for me as well. There are many Many aspects of me not having been able to move on mm-hmm. because of how difficult and how complex and and the, the ability to comprehend mm-hmm. losing someone in the pandemic to covid. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to process. It's it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100 percent. It feels like a dream. Well, also because it's not we didn't get, we still haven't seen her in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see when you think of it like that, like the closure of going to the funeral and like being in front of her casket, you know, seeing her in the flesh. We have not had that. And that's why it feels like a dream. It feels like she's in Markham. It does. Know? Yeah. 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 Like and that she's not talking, like that so we're not speaking to her, but she's still there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's it's a very different is very different like I want to just take our listeners through the weeks leading up to her dying because I feel like that's something that is important to point out of like part of the experience of what we went through Mm -hmm. um so at the beginning you know even now there's so much respect and appreciation that I have for the nurses and the doctors and the frontline workers who are battling this pandemic and who have been since day one. Yeah, two and a half years later. Two, yeah, exactly. And they were absolutely like so amazing in terms of being able to have give us some sense of being able to connect with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm remembering, because I remember for days, so this was when she was already admitted, and maybe a few days into it, and we found out that we couldn't come and see her Mm -hmm. in person, and I remember being the one to call the nurse every day Mm. and to find out which nurse was there so that that nurse could give her the iPad, the resident iPad in their floor Mm. and that they could hook it up so that we could, as a family, connect with her and see her every day. And I just remember that Like I would speak to the nurses and I'd be like, she's doing okay, right? She's, she's totally fine. And they were just like, God bless them. I, you know, they were like, yeah, she's, she's okay. She's doing okay. And I think maybe it was my ignorance, but I really thought that she was able to. Like I thought, she could pull through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought that you know there would be days that we would see her on the screen, and she looked really good, and she was able to talk, right? And she was, even though she had the mask, the oxygen mask, and it never it never came off. She looked like she was better in health, like better spirits, and they would say that she would be eating, right? And yeah, and that gave me hope. But like there was a time where there was a point. Where she was, she was better and we were like, oh, like, this is great. This is awesome. And then it just went downhill so fast. Yeah. Right. Like, like literally the next day or really close. Yeah. With within days. Yeah. It within was like, no. Yeah. Within days, like she had gotten better and then literally maybe overnight it felt like she just stopped eating and she just kept like i don't know it's I really even traumatic kind of talking about to be honest because it's like i'm remembering how she looked you know and like the moments like the the moments leading up to it or the days like the, the hours and how she couldn't even talk you know yeah. um but do you remember um the times when she would be crying hmm. And would be like, I want to go back home or or it was just like. But then it was also I don't know if this was just like my perspective on it, but it was like also just crying, just being like, I love you. And I don't know, maybe that's my thing that maybe that's what I got from that. But I remember her definitely crying and it made us cry because there was a point I remember where I was turning my head I wasn't showing myself on camera, but I was bawling so much because she was crying so hard. And it was just that moment of like, we all kind of knew that this may not end well. And I and that was really heartbreaking. That was really heartbreaking. I think I think at the end of the day, too, it was like, I think I feel really bad for, you know, dad and They're the brothers and sisters. Um, Because remember dad and Tito King were like trying to... They found out that she was sick and they're trying to come by. And and, Mm. you know what I'm saying? And it's like they couldn't see her. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like every time like trying to go to see her. I just couldn't imagine what it would be like. And I guess in our perspective as her being our grandmother. But, you know, to like... Every time, like, we were... We were faced with that... The newness of... You can't go in the hospital. Like, mm. a lot of them were in the parking lot. hmm Like, I remember Tita Boba and, and Tita Florence. And it's just wondering, like... And that really is the new... That was the newness... I don't know if that's a word, but... Of COVID. Yeah. Of, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. How come we can't get in? Like, mm. they're all just, like, really yeah confused yeah so true yeah i know there were many days from the moment that she got admitted to like even days later even a few days before them just staying in the parking lot Mm -hmm. because that was like the closest they could get to her yeah right like it's like yeah we had that i guess experience of having that virtual component of being able to see people yeah but like her own children yeah you know like not being able to physically yeah. go in yeah and also just like on her side you know being alone and just having having this device and seeing all of us yeah like i think that was i i think in my grieving process i think i was mad for a long time i was freaking mad that she didn't deserve to be alone. She didn't deserve and you know so that's why I always get mad at people who don't take this shit seriously or who don't you know, like you don't understand what people have gone through who are actually affected by this. What, you know, it's just it's so painful. It's very painful. Are you gonna pull it up? Yeah. wow Catherine just pulled up uh, the photos of the screenshots of our virtual um, kind of sessions with our Lola oh my gosh and you can see like our cousins one by one like in different screens and you can see her (laughs) And I remember that she would have a hard time keeping the oxygen mask on. Mm. And then like the nurses would always come in and say, no, you have to put it back on. You remember that? Yeah. You know, it's crazy, too. It's like not only like going back to this and seeing it, it's like seeing our cousins for the first time. Not for the first time, but it's like we really haven't seen except for rachel and for david but everyone else it's kind of like since the pandemic or since the since the funeral and it's and that's another there's another freaking phase of like grieving you know it's like to see them again right you mean like when we see them again yeah. Oh, my God. I, I literally I mean, yes, when we saw Rachel and David, I think it was different, obviously, because that was when I was getting married last November. And so it was I was in a different space. But when I think about that... Right, like seeing them or our other cousins and our other aunts and uncles. To be honest, I I don't feel like I can see them without feeling like I, I'm seeing Lola, because mm-hmm. it was just so tied to those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's as if we all experienced that together, yeah. so closely, so intimately, so tightly, and then just as soon, like after she died, just you know, disbanded, and disconnected, and you know what I mean. Like it just, there's definitely. Oh god. And you know like that's that's okay. This is how everyone, you know, we we were all grieving in different ways and you know, we're all trying to navigate the pandemic afterwards and you know, it's just been so uh Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. Like I see um photos, like memories and stuff and I see I saw like the last photo um Of Emery and Livy and how young they were with Lola. Hmm. It's so insane. Like, imagine. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Going back to, like, the funeral. Mm -hmm. And how different that was. And how I think that part, that, well, not I think. I know that made the difference of why... I, at least for me, I haven't been able to fully move on because I, I didn't get completion in that way of being able to like physically see her when she died and then also putting her to rest mm-hmm. and, you know, saying goodbye. We didn't get to do that normally, like how we, you know, you normally do in a funeral. Um, it was, you know, 10 people allowed, max. Including the pastor that was allowed, and then that changed, didn't it? It was like, it was you know, it, it was 10 people still. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. you mean to go Actually, inside the funeral, no, to be honest, yeah, you're right. No, no. Somehow something happened, I forget what, but we were not allowed to even go into the funeral home, you're right. Yeah. so we had the virtual of that too yeah I remember from but, the car from the freaking car <laughs> yeah 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 I remember um I remember her coming out of the what is it the gurney or you know like they're kind the of the casket mm-hmm. and then it going into the the back of the car the hearse the hearse. hello you're just gurney, gurney. the gurney. <laughs> is it not a gurney oh it's a casket okay it's a casket but yeah. well, what's a gurney the gurney is like in the hospital when they're like you know like the the, the oh okay head. okay yeah. so the same thing because yeah. it's like you know the the fold like the thing and then on it uh-huh. the casket oh, on it okay, head. okay yeah. yeah so then we're uh, she's going in and it's like we couldn't even get close like fuck i was so man i don't think i've ever cried out of anger like ever like this experience is so different what, so let me ask you, because I know what I was freaking doing when that happened. I was behind you, girl. Everyone I saw you heard me. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you what, because like I know what happened with me. Like I could not stop crying and I don't think I've ever cried that hard. I thought you my were going to collapse. I, I literally almost collapsed. Yeah. But so what was going on with you in that moment? How do you feel like what? Yeah i think i was still in the car i i think i was still sitting and i was like not until i saw everyone kind of get out of the car Mm. and kind of just stand there as she was going inside like being put into the back of the hearse uh and then seeing you cry and you kind of like going oh like you were really you were so hard and then that made me cry even more and then you know, it was just so like, oh, it's just heartbreaking. There's not there's nothing else I could say about that. I think, if anything, when everyone was going back inside their car and we're all kind of going towards the funeral, I remember crying, like, really, like, I was so upset. Like, this did this didn't need to happen. This doesn't like she doesn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so mad. Cause I think about, you think about, not that I'm like so freaking morbid and I'm like, oh am yeah, going think about how she's going to die, but I never thought that this is, this is how it was going to end for her, you know? And I mean, thankfully she, she did have, she did, she was surrounded by nurses and she wasn't alone, but I can't even imagine how she feels to not physically be there with the people that she loves. And I think, I think from the first time I heard that she had COVID to now, I'm just, I was just so upset, (laughs) you know, because it's like, it's kind of like we can always take it for ourselves. Like, I wish it were me, you know, it didn't like I that it wouldn't be Lola, but I try not to dwell on that now. because her legacy and and what she's left with us the memories and all of that is way more than how she passed away you know but it definitely comes up when people say it's a hoax or Mm. we're not taking like whatever and all this stuff it's like um so does this not count you know like it's it's so disrespectful you know Oh, yeah but you did go inside though the the what, what was that the cemetery Mm-hmm. and how was that i don't know how I, <laughs> I don't know how else to say that because like so how was your experience with that like of course it was it was really nice that we had the balloons and we were able to set that free and yeah so it was really nice Yeah. So it's true. Like you guys had, you guys were right outside the cemetery and you guys had balloons that you set free, Mm -hmm. um, after we buried her. But there were like, you know, like I said, 10 people that were allowed in the Uh, cemetery grounds at the time which is just so beyond me like I'm it makes me upset right now because of like and I think it's because everything's lifted and there's like no capacity restrictions Mm -hmm. anymore that like you know you can have a semblance of a normal kind of you know funeral or whatnot um but at that time you know it just I think that's what felt Like it was a dream, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so even when I was, even though I was there and and David was there and, and Amor and, um, we, you know, came out of our cars and it just, it first, it, first of all, it didn't feel like I was fully there because I know, I knew you guys were outside and I don't think dad was there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like that's fucked. (laughs) That's, that's fucked. Like Mm -hmm. that she didn't have all of her kids physically there. So I definitely remember feeling like I wasn't fully, fully there. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it was so traumatic that it was just going through the motions. But when I was there inside, it also felt like she wasn't in the coffin because I didn't physically see her at the hospital so it just felt like there was just like you know like it was a cough in there you know and it was like we were saying our prayers um so that's that's really how it felt you know <laughs> but you know the thing is it's not i i don't um they everyone i guess was doing the best that they could right like if you think about it in a unbiased way it's kind of like they really it was only two months into the pandemic we didn't really know yeah anything it's true you know so I really I don't put any blame on anyone and when I say I was frustrated it, it, it really is just like a stage of grief you know feeling like everything is unfair and that the circumstance and the circumstance yeah. yeah for sure and um so yeah so I mean that's what sucks about that We had plans and I think that's something that is worth looking at as well of how to like commemorate and remember and honor her, you know, like a really Mm -hmm. proper kind of send off and not, not that we didn't send her off, but just, you know, with everyone like around us, like family, friends getting together. Um, I don't know. I just kind of feel like don't you feel like because we didn't have a proper one, everyone's sort of like floating? But there's just like just imagine if we could like if we like literally fast forward to now and just imagine if we were to plan something all together and we're all coming together. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that that would really help in like completion and healing? Oh, for sure, definitely. But it's whether or not people are open to that. I know. <laughs> yeah you know it's really hard I feel like it's worth bringing up to mom and dad at least I don't know because I know that mm. I mentioned I thought I did at least a month ago or something or a few weeks ago saying yeah but then dad's like oh visit her and <laughs> like they downplay everything because it's like we're the ones who have to kind of like come on live your life <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, here's a question that I have for you. What do you think would be like a beautiful way to honor her? You put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I always do. You it do. It's like a, it's not a freaking podcast with both of us. It's like you freaking interrogating me. It's it's your podcast, and it's me. <laughs> it's me. <A laughs> guest starring sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell that story? <laughs> I mean, that's like my. That's what I think. Recurring story. Yes, that's we, my you, reoccurring you, story. You can you can you can put it on me. What do you mean? Like I mean, if you want, you can ask me too. Okay, yeah. Then yeah. if you have an answer, it it'd be better for you because I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> while, while there, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really do want all of us to get together. I really miss that, um, and I think I miss that because I miss Lola, right? Mm-hmm so there's that um, and I think once things had started lifting I really was starting to think like okay well what what can I do yeah like you know um, maybe we all the cousins can go do something or mm. maybe I could go visit you know one of the titas kind of thing you know um, yeah so I don't know that's a good question though i do obviously think that she deserves it um because we always had a chance for every. you know like with tita Lisa, we had um we had her viewing her funeral we gathered together after right yeah did we yeah like you know how after you go eat didn't we go to Mandarin? We did go to Mandarin. I remember yes. We went to Mandarin. So oh yeah. my god, of course yeah, we. we went to well, Mandarin. Well, why wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, Mandarin is Lola Alice's thing too. I know. We could do Mandarin. Yeah. I know. Side note I'm so excited to go to Mandarin. We're going to Mandarin for our dad's <laughs> birthday. And Morgan. And Morgan, my husband who's turn, turning 38 and literally mom was like what 38 <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god yes oh my god almost 40 <laughs> <I> Felix like <laughs> mom thanks okay. for okay. rubbing it okay. in <laughs> you don't look okay okay uh, yeah i'm glad we got through this podcast though episode i know i don't i to be honest i didn't know how we were going to because i know that like last time the first time we were gonna record the first episode Mm -hmm. our intention was to do that this episode then and we just couldn't i couldn't bring myself to do it we weren't up for it i felt i really i didn't even realize how much we had to be in the headspace to really like to confront this um and even now Oh my god until the time we just like recorded it i was like oh, i don't know. i don't know man because it's hard and it really is confronting because i mean like how uh, we get emotional we've gotten emotional to the i mean like that's what it is like it's as if you're reliving what happened and i don't feel like i've talked about the experience since it happened i know to this degree like to this you know detailed So I think that's why. No, I agree. I don't think I have. And I think there's so many things as well now that's kind of like it's uncovering for me in terms of, you know, I get that, you know, the pandemic has its own uh whatever we're struggling regarding the pandemic you know like every Mm -hmm. anything everything else that's been impacted in the pandemic for us but specifically with Lola and losing her I I'm seeing that it's uncovering a lot of things that were unresolved for me you know that just like I've just been sitting with it and living there living existing with it but not realizing that Mm. it goes it goes back to um what we went through with her yeah you know i remember a few weeks before we had found out that she had covid um my mom our mom she uh broke her shoulder remember when she broke her shoulder mm-hmm. and uh, i remember i was taking care of her i like literally just move and this was right in the height of the beginning of the pandemic I decided to quarantine with them just so I could help take care of my mom and I remember she called and because she called every day right Mm -hmm. and I remember she specifically asked to speak to me Mm, I remember that yeah like thanking you yeah and she was like thank you Christine for taking care of your mom And to watching over your mom, you know, like she just was so gentle and sweet as she always is when she's speaking. And it's just like, little did I know that that was going to be the last, you know, like conversation that I had with her. Do you find that you like see things that remind you of her? Um, you mean like see things like, <laughs> there, what, do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You like basically said the same thing that I said. See things that no, because I remember when everything started opening up again. I think it was last year, or no, maybe it was probably this year because I still had the car. Um, like buffets were opening now, mm. and I went to the buffet with mom and dad and Emery. And uh, it was the first time I went to a buffet Since like COVID happened And then I'm like going to get my food And I saw this like Lola with this nice Dress shirt And then the vest Oh my god really Literally and I was like what That's so cute and And it was really cute so specific very specific like the same short hair oh my god like it was lola yeah it was really nice to see actually but it but just seeing that i was like whoa like oh yeah hello yeah so that's one of the things i definitely so i watch a lot of k dramas korean dramas with nick and every other show that we watch there is literally like a korean lola that has like the white short hair and is like the sweetest like just the more like speaks so sweetly and softly and she's like she just reminds me of her and and then i cry all the time when i see them Mm. because it reminds me of her yeah. Yeah. Cause she was so sweet. She was hilarious. She really was hilarious. She was so funny. She was so cute. Like I just <laughs> <And> slapping. Slapping. <laughs> just slapping and laughing that was the communication there was nothing else that's so true i remember like most of the time whenever i saw her we weren't even talking we were just she was laughing yeah exactly and i would laugh and then she would laugh that i laughed yeah and then she would slap me and then she would slap you on the arm (laughs) and then you would laugh again and then you would take a selfie with her and she would she would okay you know and it's just how it was Mm. and She's just so sweet. She was really nice. She was just like such a... She really was... Never got mad. And if she got mad, she was just too cute that you didn't take it seriously. Like it wasn't ever serious. It was just like, oh, Lola. You know? Um, she was always just so put together. I remember um, going back to buffets and... Um, whenever we would go to a buffet I'd be like eating my dessert and like she would just like poke my shoulder I'd turn around and she has in front of her on her hand a napkin yep. <laughs> she opens the napkin and you see like two chicken wings two chicken wings one spring roll <laughs> One chicken ball. And one chicken ball. <laughs> She's looking at me laughing, like pointing at it. Like, see, this is the one I'm going to put in my purse. <laughs> oh, yep, <yeah>, it's <that's> true. <laughs> oh my she God. closes it up and puts it in her purse. Oh, God. for, for later. later. Yes. For later. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she is so funny. Do you remember the last memory we had of her was in Frankie Tomatoes? Oh, which is not there anymore. And remember when she was opening her gifts and she had a bag. She got a bag for uh, as a gift. And David was like, Woo! (laughs) in front of the whole restaurant (laughs) that's a nice bag (laughs) Woo! that's the memory i remember i was just like oh my god that's hilarious i loved how he made her laugh so hard yes like i miss that yes oh man you're gonna make me cry again it's so it's really like wow but yeah i'm glad that we ended this on this note you know and i mean like I think that's encouraged when you lose someone to kind of just like keep on um reliving those memories to keep her alive, you know. Totally. Yeah. They are alive in your speaking, yeah, you know, in your speaking 100% yeah, in your memories. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I mean, in some ways, and in, like, I don't even mean to be morbid. And I, like, I don't know when my time is, but it's just like, I can't wait to see her again. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's a big part of it, too, is like, I'm sad. And then, you know, you'll know that we'll see her again. You know? <laughs> People <laughs> listening to the podcast, like, the fuck? <laughs> 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 oh, my God! Um but yeah, I'm glad we ended it on that note. And <laughs> you can what? the outro <laughs> You did the outro, okay? <laughs> no, because I was just wondering, like, what? do you know what our timing is? It says uh, 1000. So no, you know what? 45 minutes cuz okay. I said 9:30. Okay. good. Yeah. okay, perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm going to have to edit that fucking part out. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Future Filipina with your host, Christine and Catherine. We really appreciate your time and we would really love to hear from you. Um, You can follow us on Instagram under Future Filipina Podcast and rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. So that's all for this episode. See you next time. Bye. Each episode, we'll be spotlighting a Filipino-owned business to celebrate, share, and support each other. Today, we're featuring Malaya Manila, a handmade jewelry brand that supports the freedom of expressing one's individuality and creativity through handmade earrings founded by joanna yap from manila philippines she uses crochet beads and ethically sourced materials to create her pieces you can find her on etsy under malaya manila spelled malaya mnl and she ships worldwide our listeners get 10 percent off all you do is enter the code future filipina when you check out